You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Hey, all right, round two here, BetQL. The show is tapped out with Brendan Tobin on the sports machine, Sean Levine. And uh, round two was as far as Alexander Hernandez made it in his fight with Billy Q. Billy Q by TKO, if you had that ticket, like my producer, Jake. I told you somebody was getting knocked out in this fight, BT. So hopefully you got paid on that one. It was a pretty good fight. Speaking of good fights, put your gloves on, BT. Step to the middle of the octagon. It's time to go at it. You're going to fight me if I tell you that Sean O'Malley at this point must fight for the belt. No other fights before it's time for Sean O'Malley to fight for the belt. You're going to fight me? No, I'm not going to fight you. I think that uh, that's a great division, but everybody kind of doubted him going into uh, into that matchup. And, you know, he, he prevailed. I think it was controversial, certainly very close. But you know what? He, everybody thought he was going to probably that it was way too much too soon and that he was going to get crushed. So for me. Uh, I think he earned it. I think let's go. Let's uh, let's get it and let's see what he can do. What do you ultimately think is going to end up happening? Because Aljo obviously is the champion right now. You've got Cheeto Vera in the mix, and we know that Cheeto beat Sean O'Malley earlier on in his career. Henry Cejudo, Triple C, still out there. And then only because of the controversial finish that you mentioned, O'Malley did beat Piotr Jan two rounds to one. But on two of the cards, but most people think that it probably should have been Jan that ended up getting his hand raised. So it does feel like there's still four or five guys that could lay claim to that belt. Such a strange division because it does feel like it's a division that's just filled with controversy between Aljo's reign, Sean O'Malley being the number one ranked guy in the division. Mirab's not going to fight Aljo because they're friends. Uh, and then you have Cheeto Vera, who's just head kicking everyone to hell. Um, I think if anybody's got a gripe, I think it's him because he's got the win over Sean. So I think for me, he's got the biggest complaint to go out of here. But, you know, I think it is what it is. He did just tweet out like right after the Billy Q win. He says, uh, "Okay, now I want to fight. So maybe we're going to find a Cheeto Vera who's going to be back in the cage very, very soon because he's feeling antsy. And that's a tough situation for a lot of guys there because. A lot of guys will wait it out. A lot of guys will wait for that title shot to kind of just be thrown on the doorstep. I don't think you can really do that at 135. I think you got to keep reminding people who the man is, who deserves it. And, um, you know, so that's going to be interesting to see, you know, what the the, the chess moves are by everybody there. But I, I, I think, look, Sean took the big risk. Everybody thought that it was way too much too soon. He's taking a lot of heat. I have no problem if he gets that shot. I love me some Cheeto Vera. He's actually come on the show also before. It feels like O'Malley, his next fight will be for the belt, but that doesn't mean that Aljo isn't going to fight somebody before, if that makes sense. And I think that what makes the most sense, forget about Triple C for now. When you're gone, you have to earn your way back. 
But with Cheeto Vera, it feels like maybe you just let him fight Aljo. And then if Aljo wins the belt, he's still going to be the most disrespected champ that I can ever remember. At that point, he would have defended it, what, that three, four times. And everybody's still going to probably say Sean's going to win the fight. Or he fights Cheeto Vera if Cheeto ends up beating him. And then we get a rematch for the belt that time, Cheeto versus O'Malley. So there's a bunch of different ways to go in that division. Uh, Charles Oliveira. I know that you thought he was going to win that fight versus Islam. A lot of people did. The odds makers did not. They were right about that one. That's why Makachev came in as a favorite in that fight. Are you going to fight me if I say that Charles Oliveira, he's never going to have the belt again. Those days are over. Uh, yeah, I'm going to fight you on that. I don't think that it's out of the question that he gets uh, he he uh, gets another chance at the belt. I mean, look, if Volkanovski is able to beat Islam, as good as we all think Islam is, it is just one performance I, I i favor him going into that matchup with volk but if volkanovsky wins that fight i imagine he's probably just going to drop featherweight and try reigning there and why if it's not like islam's going to get some immediate title shots so charles would be pretty much right to the front of the line i would think because he's beaten dustin he's beaten gaichi um so who is really gonna have that standing with him anyway Daniel Dariush, if Dariush can go beat dustin poirier i mean that's kind of been hinted at at, at times now we got dustin's health to worry about but no, I, I, I don't think he's completely out of it. Nobody's going to get in the way. I just think that even if we saw a rematch, even if Charles' next fight is for the belt, let's say it's against Islam again, do you see any path? Charles Oliveira is great. And Charles Oliveira is wildly underrated. And he's a Hall of Famer. And he held on to the belt for a long time. His team is awesome. The champ has a name. It is Charles Oliveira, except it isn't right now. It's Islam Makachev. I just don't really see a path that he could beat him. You know, styles make fights. I don't see a way that Charles Oliveira could beat Islam. I saw that fight. It wasn't close. No, I don't I, I don't disagree with you. Like, look, it was a dominant. I'm saying, like, for him, Volkanovski, if he's able to pull it off, I think that that's kind of a fresh matchup. You know you're going to go into a fight where it's probably a little bit more striking. Maybe it's not as quirky a grappling style. So I, I'm just saying if if there is a new champion, if if, if Volk is able to get the belt, then – I think Charles Oliveira, I, I definitely think there's a path for him to go win that fight. Sticking with Islam, the champion, you're going to fight me if I say there's a pretty good chance. Like, I, I've got my crystal ball out, and I can see a way where he, he might be better than Khabib. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying a year, year and a half from now, three or four fights down the road, if he's still the champion, you're going to fight me if I say he's on the path to be better than Khabib. I'm gonna, no, it's too soon. Like, we got to calm down on that. I get that he has some skills that look sharper than Khabib's, mainly his striking to go along with that elite grappling. Absolutely. But we just, we were having these conversations with Charles. Like, if Charles was going to beat Islam, then he was uh, going to be on the doorstep of maybe matching. Younger, Khabib's though. He's, he's younger, like, much less tread get, taken off the tires. I get you, but it's not, but look how hard of a gauntlet you have to go through in this weight class. It's always usually one of the best weight classes that you have to go through. And so for me, I just think that it, it's, there's too many variables for us to start talking about this. Stuff. Look at like, dude, let's talk about Kamara. Like, like think about how long it took to even get him in the conversation where people say, maybe he'll be there with GSP and what happens in 30 seconds, you get your head kicked off, you know? So it, it's just so hard. I, and, and the other thing is, you know, Khabib, at the end of it, when he walked away, I think was looking better than ever. So, I don't know. I'm going to have to see a, a hell of a resume built up for Islam. Especially, I'll tell you this. The resume before it was very soft getting to the belt. You know, softer than even Khabib's was. And so, I think he has, he has to have a hell of a title run for people to really talk about that.
Yeah, that's why I said give it a year and a half, give him three or four fights, and then we can see who the names are at that point that he has on the wall. Because right now, a lot of ifs, dude. What do you live in, Ifsville? Yeah, I mean, just outside of Ifsville, actually, the family just moved. There's a better tax. It's just a city where like things almost happen. Like, ah, we'll get that pothole fixed. If we got that pothole fixed, you wouldn't have gotten into an accident. Oh, somebody sounds a little bit bitter that he uh, that he had his money against Islam, against Charles Oliveira. That he came on the radio and told everybody just, Charles Oliveira is gonna. Okay, I just I think it. I just think it's, it's okay. a, I think it's a silly thing. What are we talking? Oh, one fight he's gonna I, look. I get it. He's got some tremendous skill. Let's pump the brakes a little bit, dude. All right. Well, you asked me about Usman. You're gonna fight me if I say when we see the rematch, and I don't know exactly when it's gonna be, but whenever Leon gets back in there with Usman. Usman's going to be a huge favorite again, right? Oh, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah, he'll definitely be a huge favorite. I'm fascinated by the matchup, though, because you got to think for Leon, like you were getting mauled that entire fight and you still pulled out the victory. I feel like his confidence um, is going to be pretty sky high into this one. And you got to wonder with with Kamaro, how cautious is he going to be? Now, he could go fight a very cautious fight, and we've seen that before. Uh, like against Masvidal the first time around where he's holding him up against the cage and basically running out the clock. So he knows how to go win fights like that. It's not the most pleasing style in the world, but Leon has to be going into this with just huge, huge confidence because you pulled off a miracle. You pulled off a miracle and you have the belt. You're going to have this likely in uh, with, with the, the home crowd behind you. So yeah, Walker will be a huge favorite and I understand it. It's very uh, reminiscent of like, you know, Juliana Pena and uh, and uh, Amanda Nunes, the way I would say this is a little bit different is, you know, that one, it looked like you you didn't get the best version of Amanda in that fight. I feel like we got the best version of Kamaro. He just made a vital, vital mistake. And so if I'm Leon Edwards, you got to you feel like you beat the champ at his best, even if it was a fight you were getting kill, uh, killed most of the time. Yeah, man, uh, he's got to He's got to be confident going into this one. Uh, don't go anywhere. Very good friend of the show, Manpreet Joss from MMA Lock of the Night is going to join us coming up in our next segment. Now that you got a little bit of hindsight behind you, are you more surprised that happened to Usman, that Leon ended up kicking him? Or are you more surprised that, uh, that, that, that Israel Adesanya kind of lost in similar fashion where he was going to win the fight until he didn't? Nothing is like Usman getting head kicked. I don't think people were talking about that to me. I think you know this is, when people know you like MMA, you're always like kind of what is the uh, it's like us with so it's like me with soccer fans right now. You know, like I'm not I'm not a big soccer guy, but like when Brazil sure. loses, I'm even like going to the soccer. Oh, wow. So that Usman losing via knockout, people were coming up and talking to me about that for like two weeks who are not into MMA. Didn't necessarily have that with Izzy. And I think like, look, Izzy lost to the, to, uh, to 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 Alex a few times. So. I think that uh, I, I think that it you kind of get it like it's it's one of those where all right well we've seen that result before with him uh, Usman was mind blowing. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I'm still surprised that both those things happened, but in order, I will. I, that's one of those things, like you said, if you're a fight fan, you're always going to remember where you were when Leon, I remember you sent us the text of the emoji and I was like, I looked down at the emoji real quick because you're always 30 seconds or a minute ahead of me and you had like the uh, the guy, the head exploding emoji. So I looked down and thought either that meant that your head was exploding or that maybe perhaps Kamaru's head had exploded. And then next thing I know on my TV, Kamaru's head did explode. So 
It was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Um, you're going to fight me as the segment here on the BetQL network. It looks like Hamzad is going to step into the octagon with Colby Covington. You know I'm a huge Colby guy. You're going to fight me. Everybody's talking about that it's a terrible matchup for Colby, which obviously nobody matches up well against Hamzad. You're going to fight me if I say it's also a terrible matchup for Hamzad. I think Colby can win that fight. Uh, I'm not going to fight you on that. I think Colby's always underrated as a fighter because everybody hates him. Um, they don't they don't like his, the, you know, the way he carries himself. But as far as a guy I in the I think those cage, tables turn, though. I, I think those tables turn. I think in this particular fight, tell me if you disagree, I think Colby becomes the good guy somehow, wow. some way. I never thought I would That's say that. Question. But because Hamzad and the way that he Who's missed more Wade, the way that he kind of he just dismissed everybody the way that everything went down, whether you were fan or media or opponent or whoever it was. And that's kind of his style. I will kill everybody. But, like, I think Colby is going to be the good guy all of a sudden. Am I wrong? That's a fascinating one. Uh, he could certainly uh, rally behind a little U.S. versus uh, Russia on that one, too. I mean, certainly Absolutely. he can uh, he can play into that. Uh, Colby will love that. But, you know, he's – the one thing I think we can say, and the only real peak we got into it with Hamzad is the Gilbert Burns fight, which he did show some fortitude, but he did look like he was waning at times. And I will say with Colby, like, you better be on your P's and Q's with your cardio because the guy never gets tired and he's exhausting to go. He's annoying to go up against. And for me, I'm like looking at it and I'm saying, ah, you know, can he get to the point where he's taking on Hamzad and Hamzad gets a little bit gun shy? You know, we've seen that Colby do that to guys like Robbie Lawler before. We've seen him do it with Jorge. Like, he just really, really can frustrate these guys. Um, you know, Hamza's still strong, don't get me wrong, and he's a dangerous striker that Colby's going to have to deal with. And I'm sure everybody will look at that and say, well, what's, when it's on its feet, you definitely will favor Hamza. But, you know, Colby is, you know, he's not a bad striker. He's just, he's a volume striker. He's there to just kind of wear you out. And I, he's just, he's a hard puzzle to figure out. And you, and you know, we've only seen one guy look really tremendous doing it. Yeah. He's more of a Nate Diaz, like the uh, punches and bunches. And he ends up beating you with volume, not necessarily a knockout guy. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine here on the BetQL network. Uh, speaking of Dorino, Gilbert Burns, you're going to fight me if I say his fight versus Hamzad, not fight of the year, 2022. I think that was Poirier and Michael Chandler in hindsight. That's my fight of the year. You gonna fight me? It's a lot of there's a lot of good uh, competition, man. I mean, the one we just saw in Orlando was pretty damn good too. I mean, that was uh, that was you know some straight ninja stuff between Wonder Boy and Kevin Holland, especially Kevin Holland fighting with a broken hand. I mean, that's some movie stuff too. But uh, you know, stakes of Poirier and and, and Chandler. There's a little bit of heat going into that one. It had everything. I, I say, as far as fights are concerned, for the mixed martial arts fan, I like the fact that it had striking, it had grappling. You know, it ended in submission, so it it, it just it kind of gave you. It was like a little buffet of mixed martial arts too. So uh, that was a great matchup. Dude. Yuri Prohashka and Glover Teixeira, by the way, at UFC two seventy five. Uh, not too shabby, as they say. Yeah, are you going to fight me if too. I said the? Yeah, what a great fight that was. Uh, real quick, you're going to fight me if I say the Miami Dolphins have absolutely no shot of winning that division. Buffalo is going to ultimately run away with this the final month. You're going to fight you me? Sound, you're, embarrassed. you're embarrassing yourself. They're going to beat the Bills. In, what do you mean? They're going to beat the Bills next week, dude. Like, what are we talking about? They would have beaten them twice this year. <laughs> they're going to embarrass Justin <laughs> Herbert tomorrow. 
Oh, come on, you dude. Serious? You don't want any of that. Yeah. What are you like? What are you serious about? If anybody's nervous, what about you? You guys can't even beat the damn Bengals. Like, what's going on with you? And by the way, you embarrassed that Tyree Kill. He's going to have his best season with Tua Tungavailoa. Everybody called him crazy, dude. Everybody won that trade. I'm not mad about it, right? The Chiefs Did got, they? they saved a little bit of money, got some draft picks. Yeah. And oh. you guys got the. You the, care about the, the Chiefs' wallet? The, the Chiefs' owner's wallet? Miami needed him. I think it's pretty obvious the Chiefs don't. Who's got a better <laughs> offense? Who scores more points per game? I'm not saying. I'm just Dude. saying them's the facts. Yeah. Uh, tell, coming up next. Tell me you don't love the Dolphins offense. Come on now. I love it. I love it. A guy that spits only facts from MMA Lock of the Night. Manfred Joss talks some fighting. You're locked into the BetQL Network.